I really felt that I wanted to talk to you about something having to do with faith. As a matter of fact, I'm calling this today, Faith Needs Patience. And I want to read out of Hebrews chapter 6, verses 11 to 15. And this is a really, really wonderful text. I've read this so many times in my Christian life. And I believe it's going to bless you. So if you want to turn there with me, I'm reading it out of the New King James Version of the Bible. And let's talk about faith today. He says in Hebrews 6, verse 11, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Verse 13, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now, again, I want to talk to you about the need of mixing patience with your faith. Because, you know, we hear a lot about faith today. You can turn on Christian television, and I guarantee you within 60 seconds or less, you're going to hear the word faith. But I haven't heard many messages on how we need to mix faith with patience in order to obtain the promises. Uh, but here's the deal. You can have great faith, but without patience, you may not obtain what faith is believing for. Let me put it in another way. Uh, we need to mix faith with patience because while faith can believe it, patience will keep us in the game long enough to receive it. See, without patience, sometimes faith just uh, is by itself. And when it's by itself without patience, we don't tend to wait around long enough for what we're believing God for to come to pass. So we need to mix faith with patience. Now, the Bible is filled with examples of this, and let me just give you a few of them. In Psalms 40, David has prayed for deliverance from a horrible pit. That's what he calls it. We don't know what it was. We don't know what he was dealing with in Psalms 40. Um, but most commentators agree that it wasn't something out here, but it was something in here. He was dealing with an inward struggle. And, and for him, it felt like it finally descended into uh, the equivalent of a horrible pit. So metaphorically, he's saying, I cried out to God to deliver me from this horrible pit. And then he went into talking about the miry clay. So essentially, he was stuck in a pit and he felt like he was sinking in quicksand. And this was all within himself. And so the Bible says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. Now notice, he had cried out to God in faith, but he had to mix patience with his faith to finally experience God's deliverance. Great example. We also see in our text that we read that Abraham believed the promise from God of a son. But it was after he had, quote, now I'm quoting the Bible, after he had patiently endured that he obtained the promise. 25 years down the road, God promised Abraham a son when he was a 75-year-old man, but he received that son when he was a 100-year-old man. And so look, he had faith, but the Bible says he also endured. He patiently endured. So he had to mix patience with his faith 
to receive the promise. How often we miss what God has for us because we've got the faith for it, but we don't have the patience to hang in there long enough to receive it. Uh, in the book of Revelation, we find the apostle John commending both, quote, the patience and the faith of the saints. So that's sort of a dynamic duo, faith mixed with patience. That's Revelations uh, 13, verse 10. Then even Jesus went so far as to say, in your patience, you possess your souls. So patience is so important, mixed with faith, wedded with faith. We need to mix patience with our faith in order to carry us long enough that we receive the promise. Peter wrote these words in 2 Peter 1, 5. Add to your faith, patience. Peter wrote that. Well, why do I need to add patience to my faith? Because once again, without patience, you may believe it. You may know God can do it, but you're not going to be in the game long enough to receive it. Patience will keep you walking, will keep you moving, will keep you going forward so that what you're believing God for, you finally obtain. So by faith and patience, we experience deliverance. We experience the, the obtaining of promises and we hold fast to our salvation by mixing patience with faith. Now, the thing I want to highlight today is the importance of this, because, you know, again, we hear all kinds of teaching on faith, but not a lot of teaching on patience. It's not, it doesn't give us the Holy Ghost bumps like talking about faith does. But the bottom line is patience is crucial to believing and receiving the promises of God. Faith believes it, but patience leaves us in there long enough to receive it. Without patience, you may faint in your waiting. Uh, Paul wrote, and this is why Paul wrote this very important verse, Galatians 6 verse 9. You know the verse, but let me read it anyway. Let's not get tired of doing what is good, for at the right time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Now that little word if is all about our patience and not faith. It's about patience. If we will receive the promise, we will receive the harvest, we will receive the answer if we don't give up. And we give up when we quit being patient with the process of God. Um, now, I want to just give you a little illustration and, and maybe this will help. Let's say your next door neighbor were to call you and say this. Hey, I've got a wonderful surprise for you uh, that you're going to love if you just want to come over next door and receive it. Now, you would say, wow, I love surprises, and it's just next door. So quickly and easily, you go out your front door, you walk over to your neighbor, take a few steps, you're at their house, and you knock on the door, and what they told you they had for you, you receive it. And it was that easy. And you know, some prayers are like that. We love these kinds of prayers because we pray for something, but, and God decides to answer it quickly. We don't pray for long. We, we, we pray and shortly here it comes. We love that. And that didn't really require much patience, did it? But God chooses sometimes to answer us, uh, just like that. But let's carry this illustration further. What if a friend calls you that lives 30 miles away with the same promise? Quote, I've got a wonderful surprise for you if you want to make the journey to get it. You believe them, 
But obtaining the promise is going to take more time and effort now because it's 30 miles away. It's going to take more patience to get there. So you set out. And on the way there, you're tested. There's a wreck in the road. Traffic is backed up. While waiting for it to clear, you realize you're almost out of gas. All kinds of problems have now set in between your departure and your arrival. You, you believe your friend and you want the surprise, you want the promise, you want the blessing, but it's taking more time and more perseverance and more patience to get it. Getting to your friend's house is requiring more than you originally expected. So in order to make it there, you've got to not only believe their promise, but you've got to persevere through difficulties in order to get it. Finally, the traffic clears. You stop at a nearby gas station and gas up, and you make it to your friend's house, and you receive uh, the blessing, the promise that they have given to you. But let's take this illustration just one step further. Let's pretend that you receive a call from a friend in another country. And they tell you something that the first two didn't tell you. They tell you they've decided to leave you a large portion of their inheritance. But you must travel to their house to receive it. Now you believe your friend's promise because you know your friend does not lie. They're trustworthy. So you decide to set out on the journey. Wow, a portion of their inheritance. This is incredible. But the journey proves even more difficult than you anticipated. The airplane you're on hits high winds and there's incredibly difficult and frightening turbulence. There's dangers on the way. And once landing, you can't find a rental car. You're in a strange country now. And because you're in a strange country, you can't find anybody that speaks English like you do. And so these different problems and challenges and dangers are stacking up between you departing and arriving at the place of the fulfillment of the promise your friend made for you. Now your friend's house seems a million miles away and it seems so very hard to get there, way more than you anticipated. You sit down in, in exasperation and you begin to think this way. Is this worth all the trouble? Uh, uh, maybe I should just quit and go back home. And this is where persevering patience comes in. Because friends, listen, sometimes God makes us a promise that seems far away. But he's made the promise. And it has to do with your inheritance in Christ. And he's got something incredible he wants to bless you with. It may be a ministry, it may be a job, it may be a relationship, it may be some long-standing desire of your heart. And it's part of the inheritance that Christ has purchased for you when he died on the cross and spilled his precious blood so that he could bless you with what the Father had for you. But when you began to believe it and receive it and ask for it, it's taken way longer than you thought. And there are way more problems than you anticipated. And, and you're at the place today where you're exasperated, like the man in our story, in our illustration. And, and you're asking yourself, is this really worth it? Is it worth it, the perseverance, the, the, the continuing on, the, the problems, the tests, the trials? Is this worth it? Maybe I should just quit and go back home. And if you do quit and you go back home, your friend is still your friend, 
but you're going to fail to obtain the highest blessing that they have for you. And you know what? Sometimes we, we choose to not patiently endure. And while the Lord Jesus remains our savior, we miss some of the highest blessings that he has for us because we don't mix patience with our faith. See, these are twins. These are with your faith. You got to have patience. And with your patience, you got to have faith. Faith believes it, but patience keeps you in the game long enough to receive it. The two go together. The two work together. The two walk together. They are, they are both necessities in receiving and obtaining the promises of God. And, and this is the way it is in our walk with God. Some of God's promises are not immediately obtained, but it takes time. It takes patience. It takes continuing on. And it is these kinds of prayers, these kinds of blessings that we're wanting to obtain that require mixing faith with patience so that we can receive the promise. Remember, the verse in Hebrews said, we are to be followers of those who mix faith with patience and obtain the promises of God. Now, when, when God requires us to exercise uh, long patience in receiving a promise, you can be sure he's working some very important things into your life. Now, let me just name two of them. First, when, when you got a promise from God and you know it's in the will of God, you know that what you're asking for is in the will of God. The word is clear about it. This is something God wants for you. But it's taking time, longer than you thought, more trouble than you thought. Then you can count on it. Here's the first thing. God is building your character. God is using the weight to build your character. Sometimes the promise is ready for us, but we're not ready for the promise. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the promise is ready for us, but we're not ready for the promise. It's going to take stronger Christ-like character to be able to handle the fulfillment of what God wants to do. You know, I can think so many times in my life that I was asking God to please do this, that, or the other, and he required me to wait. He called me to wait, not to give up my request, not to give up my dream, not to give up my destiny, not to give up what I was believing for, but to mix it with patience uh, because he, just, he chose a timing that he attached to that promise. And I had to learn to be patient and wait on God. But I can look back now and see, thank you, Jesus. You did not answer that promise when I was praying it because if you had answered it when I was praying it, uh, it would have been a great blessing, but I would not have been able to handle that blessing without some stronger character, greater wisdom, more maturity, more seasoning. I could not have done it without those things. And so God waited and he prepared me for the promise as well as, well as preparing the promise for me. Listen to the apostle James. Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. I'm going to read that again because we don't really believe this. I don't know anybody that gets happy when they're having trials and temptations. But here's what James tells us. Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. Verse 3, James chapter 1. For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. Did you catch that? When your way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let's flip the coin. When the way is not rough, our patience will not grow. 
We need those rough times, challenging times, testing times that will perfect our faith. Look at what he goes on to say in verse 4. So let it grow. What's the it? Your patience. Let it grow. And don't try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is finally in full bloom, catch this folks, it's beautiful. When your patience is finally in full bloom, then you will be ready for anything. Strong in character, full and complete. Well, I could just take that verse and preach on it the rest of this message. I hate to leave it and go on to other things. It's so beautiful. But I want you to catch this now. He says, look, troubles and difficulties to somebody in the world that doesn't know God, that's one thing. All they see is trouble and difficulty. But the child of God sees something else. Child of God knows that God's in control. And God being in control, then the child of God can trust that God is sovereignly working something out. And that's why we're waiting. And they also know that he's going to work character into me because troubles and tests and trials are going to exercise patience into me, put patience into me. And, and notice how James connects patience with being strong in character. See, impatient people don't have strong character, but patient people are strong in character, full and complete. So there you have a beautiful promise that when God is requiring you to, to wait, to mix faith with patience, you can know that God is working on your character. He's perfecting your patience. He's strengthening your patience. He wants to make you more like Jesus. He's, he is able to make all things work together for the good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. Well, what is his purpose? That we might be conformed into the image of God's dear son. So that's what God is after. He's after Jesus in you, putting Jesus in you, growing Jesus in you. And part of that is patience, all right? But there's a second thing God is doing as you and I mix faith with patience for a long haul, uh, a long haul belief, a long haul uh, uh, time where we're waiting on God uh, to bring something to pass that is not happening overnight. Here's the deal. He's building your faith. He's not only building your patience and building your character. He's building your faith. Now, we read in the Bible how Abraham, as I've already mentioned, persevered for 25 years between the promise and the provision that God gave him. He's 75 years old. And uh, Sarah is younger than that. She's uh, 65, I believe. And when God spoke to them as a couple, God said, I'm going to give you a son. He's 75, she's 65. God said, I'm going to give you a son. Well, don't you know that this couple looked at themselves and said, well, he better hurry up because we're not getting any younger. But could they have ever imagined that God was going to do it 25 years later when he's 100 and she's 90? No, I don't think they did. Matter of fact, we know that Abraham and Sarah fainted in their waiting. And that is when Sarah gave Abraham the terrible idea uh, to have relations with uh, her handmaid, Hagar, and um, uh, Ishmael was born, and we're living with that trouble today. And it was a bad idea. And it, it shows that they were fainting in their patience. But they recovered. They got back in the game. And they began to believe God again for this incredible miracle. 
So year after year after year, they believe God. Thinking, well, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year. Don't you know that after, say, 20 years, they were wondering, is it ever going to happen? 22 years, 23 years. We come up to 25 years later. God came through after their waiting had produced incredible patience, but also faith. Let me read to you what Paul wrote about Abraham. He says in Romans 4, 19, and not being weak in faith. Now that's talking about when God made the promise when Abraham was 75. At that moment, he was not weak in faith. He had good faith. But look what happened. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He didn't look at the circumstances around him and say, there's no way this is going to happen. I'm an old man. My wife is an older woman. There's no way this is going to happen. We passed our time of, of being able to reproduce. But the Bible says he was not moved by what he saw, but he was moved by the promise of God. And he mixed patience with his faith. We're talking 25 years of patience, perseverance, endurance, hanging on to the promise of God. And look what happened. He did not waver the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Now note, when the promise began, he wasn't weak in faith, but as they waited, as they endured, as they mixed patience with their faith, his faith became stronger. What was God doing? God was strengthening his patience. God was developing his character. He was going to become the father of our faith, all of our faith. And he was strengthening his faith. So his patience grew, his character grew, and his faith grew. Because God waited between the promise and the provision. That's powerful. Isn't that powerful? And I wonder what you're going through right now, because many of you, I believe, you're people of faith. You're in a church that preaches the word of God and believes in walking in the spirit and, and walking with Jesus and getting into the word every day and believing God uh, to bring the promises of God to pass. And I, and I would I would just wager that many of you right now are in this this tough place between the promise and the provision. You've been waiting way longer and you thought you were going to, to be required to. And you wonder, what in the world is God doing? And I'm giving you wisdom out of his word, what he's doing. He is strengthening your patience, which is strengthening your character and is strengthening your faith. Remember, Philippians 2.13 says, for God is at work within you. God is at work within you. Doing what? Helping you want to obey him and then helping you do what he wants. He is working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Living Bible, helping you want to obey him and then helping you do what he wants. And, and what is that? Obtain the promises of God. We are to be followers of those who by faith and patience inherit the promises of God. So wherever you are in your walk, 
I want you to know if you're feeling discouraged today, if you're exasperated, if you're like the, the, the person in our illustration who finally just sits down and says, is this all worth it? Uh, shouldn't I just go back home and, and forget it? You know, trying to get this portion of my inheritance. And the word of God says to you today, don't quit. Don't faint. Don't put up the white flag. Don't throw in the towel. Don't walk away. Don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on the word. Don't give up on church. Don't give up on, on the promises of God. God is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Be encouraged by his word today. Because remember, and I say this in closing, and I want you to remember it as you walk out today. It's not so much what you're going through. It's what you're going to. God always takes us out to bring us in. He takes us out of our former life to bring us into a new life. He takes us out of immaturity to bring us into maturity. He takes us out of impatience to bring us into patience. And it's not what you're going through, but I want you to focus on what you're going to. God didn't fail Abraham, and he's not going to fail you. So I want to pray with you. Can we pray? And if I could see you, I would say, how many of you need right now uh, to pray because you're believing God for something that seems... Uh, very, very difficult to obtain. I know that I would see a lot of hands. Uh, so let's let's bow in prayer right now. As a matter of fact, stand up with me and let's bow in prayer right now and let's go to God and ask God to help us as we continue on believing him uh, to bring to pass what he has promised. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we receive this word. We know that we must mix faith with patience in order to obtain the promises. And now, Lord, we come to you with our frustration, our discouragement. We come to you with, with our feeling of, of being um, faint and tired and weary of, of the battle and, uh, and of just moving forward and laying hold of the promises of God. We just give you our weariness. We give to you the exasperation. We give to you the discouragement. And we ask you to help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to soldier on. Lord, I'm just asking you to give encouragement and hope and to infuse inner strength into the people of God. Not only those in the sanctuary, but those watching online and those that hear this later on radio. That Lord, you will encourage us, strengthen us. Lord, we, we look to you that we will not faint in the way. But we will continue on and obtain the promises with those that have gone before us. We're surrounded, Lord, by so great a cloud of witnesses who did continue on and did believe God and did finally obtain the promises. And so, Lord, we lay hold of Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. We know he cannot lie. We know he cannot let us down. We know he's with us to the end of the age. And Lord, now strengthen us to continue on until that which we have believed for and waited for and persevered for has come. And Lord, I thank you for it. And I praise you for it. And I thank you as we leave today, we're going to leave encouraged with a skip in our step, with a smile on our face, with a gleam in our eye. Oh God, in Jesus' name, thank you for the power of the word of God.
to lift us up. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, friend, and I trust that this message has blessed you. It's blessed me preaching it, and Lord willing, I will definitely be there next Sunday uh, because we're out of quarantine by then. So continue to lift up Cindy and, and myself, and we love you, we're with you, and we're looking forward to many, many, many wonderful services to come. God bless you in Jesus' name, amen.